Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to the Tradies Review Show. We are broadcasting from the Rising Sun Hotel, one of Victoria's great old school pubs. And we are, as promised, both enjoying a pot. Mitch, cheers to you. Cheers to you, Sam. For uh, Hello and welcome, as Jared Healy would say. Hello and welcome to you. We are at the Rising Sun. This is the home of Mad Monday for many football clubs. It, uh, yeah, I was thinking that as I walked in. Some memories here. So it's... It's weird we're doing this on a Friday, but we almost could come back here for a Tradies Mad Monday. Tradies Mad Monday. I think we've stretched it enough to, to, to do a show from a pub. I saw a few Tradies downstairs. I think a few concreters are playing some ports. Friday, just gone 3.30. Yep. Didn't really fill it in place there, so we've come to the rooftop, um, you know, where the real Tradies starts to operate. Any memories here? I was actually saying as I walked in, this place brings back chills for me. Ten years chills. ago, probably almost to the day, I was working for Footy Classified. My first year in Melbourne. Great show. Still doing that Geelong commute. I was uh, very green as a journalist. Footy Classified used to be recorded at about 8.30 each night. And I reckon about 7 o'clock, Footy Classified, someone there, I'm not exactly sure who, it wasn't me, but someone else got a tip that Darren Jolly had been told by the Pies his time was up. Nathan Buckley had told him that his career was over as a Pie. Right. And we heard that the Collingwood players were at the Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond, where we are right now. And I was told with a cameraman, go there and try and get a grab from him. It was a pretty big story at the time. Darren Jolly was pretty much mainstay in the Pies' side. Yep. His time was up. So here I was, a green 19-year-old walking in to the pub, not knowing anything of what I'm doing, trying to wrench Darren Jolly from inside the pub to convince him to give me a grab. Collingwood boys had been here all day on the source. And so so f- they, were, they were enjoying themselves? They were... Well on their way. Jolly. This is they were jolly, pardon the pardon pun. Pardon the pun. It's about 7.30, so got an hour to go until showtime. I walk in, lock eyes with Darren Jolly, and from that moment I knew it was unlikely. He'd, uh, he'd had a few beers, as he, as he should, uh, celebrating a season. And then I turned the corner and realised that there was about a dozen Collingwood players in the pub downstairs playing pool. Oh, no. Heath Shaw, Dane Swan. Yeah, all the quiet boys. All those sort of guys. I can't even remember the, the rest of them. None of them were going to have fun with you being there. That was the same year Caroline Wilson had uh, written the story about Dane Swan. I think questioning him, his gut or his... his right. Uh, maybe he's carrying, yeah, carrying a few extra uh, around the waist. Swanee's doing the rubbing, the rubbing the belly at this time, sort of letting his thoughts know to the media. It was all in, all in good fun. And then I'd been there for about two minutes, knew I was no chance with Darren Jolly, and I got na 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 out of the joint with the old hey 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 goodbye. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, and I nah. and I went. Nah, 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 so it's good to be back. This is my f- I reckon it's almost my first hey, time back in here since that. Really? Okay. So it's been a while. Yeah. You? Yeah, I've had many a mad Monday in here. Many a mad Monday. Uh, all quiet, of course. <laughs> <laughs> now I've had some good memory. We're on the rooftop at the moment. Yep. And uh, mon- mad Mondays can get uh, get away from you very quickly. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Um, we've got three nuts and bolts. Yep. Today, which I'm very excited about. We've got the Tradies Awards. I'm excited about that. Oh, so am I. I know you've done some done some homework. Yeah. Well, you were texting me yesterday, which we don't text a lot. No. Usually, leave it for the WhatsApp group. We put it in the WhatsApp group. But you, it was, you, were, you were concerned, and you wanted you wanted to know the rules, <laughs> <laughs> as if there are rules to awards we created <laughs> ten seconds ago, which is quite funny. We need like a we need like a board review <laughs> of the Tradies Tradies Awards tick off board approval. Send it to the commission. Should we go through the whiteboards? Yep. Just briefly, have a little bit of fun with them and tick some people off along the way. So, um, all the people, we'll just go through them quickly. Duda, you put on, got his wish and went to Brisbane. Fisher got traded to North for more opportunity. Soldo, who you were very excited about. We finally got Soldo a new home. Richmond dug their heels I in. I don't say we, you did. I didn't do shit. He, they dug their heels in right from the start of trade period, having let him tour GWS the year before. And then the last day they relented, he gets to port where he'll be the number one Ruckman. Grundy obviously didn't work out at Melbourne. He goes off to Sydney. Asava, they wait until late to get to port. Your man, Ben Mackay. Ben Mackay, we had some fun with him this year. Never going to have to talk about this again. This is so exciting. Well, he signed a six-year deal. Not every player sees out a six-year deal. Let's hope that he sees out that six-year deal and we don't have to talk about him being traded again. 800 grand a year? You laugh. Extraordinary. I I would love to go back and hear one on two when I put that on the agenda and you... You almost cancelled the show. You know, the, the good news about about podcasts is that you can actually go back and listen. So feel free to. I know you have a lot of spare time on your hands I now. do now. Yeah. 
That's right. You're just gonna you're gonna go back and listen to all 35 eps, aren't you? Yep. I'm sure Kate will love you for it. Um, so this is, I'm throw I'm actually, I'm throwing Ben away. All right. Away from the whiteboard. He's gone. He's gone. He's just been thrown to the other side of the rooftop. I literally just threw him across. Uh, we love you, Ben. Hope you have a good career at Essendon. Goldstein joins him. He goes. Tyler Brockman, which yeah. ended up being a weird one in the end. It was. Um, all year, Hawthorne were trying to convince him to re-sign. He had young twins, and the family support in WA was too overwhelming. The Dockers met with him, as did obviously the Eagles, and the Eagles with the Liam Ryan connection was, was too overwhelming. Speaking of Liam Ryan, I actually did put him on the whiteboard. I don't think he's still on there. Well, he's not now. He didn't get traded. But the Hawks did have an interest in him, but it ended up being that Liam Ryan factor got Tyler Brockman to the Eagles. Right. Henry gets to the Saints for an absolute steal. Sauce factor was huge there. I'll talk about Jack Billings. He's um, one of our nuts and bolts. Yep. We've got some good info on him. Lockie Schultz, another nuts and bolts. He's a nuts Looking and bolts Looking forward to, to that yeah. one. Taylor Adams was one of the surprise ones. Come up really late. Didn't play in the grand final, obviously, because of that hamstring injury. Ends up goes uh, ends up going to the Swans to join his former teammate in Brody Grundy. Xavier Dersma can do the bow and arrow in yellow and black. Uh, red and black, I should say. Now he gets to Essendon. Harms we put on the agenda quite early. And you stole him. Uh, yeah, I did. That was the first and only steal from the whiteboard. I stole him and then gave four potential <laughs> suitors and still missed. What are you going to think when Richmond's midfield is sitting 14th on the ladder next year and, and you were very hot on James Harms becoming a Tiger to play under his old assistant coach, new Tigers coach, Adam Uzo. I'll do what all good journos do and you turn it around and you say, I told you so. I told you so. You should have played for Richmond. Paddy Dow goes and joins the Saints for a bit of extra depth. Dylan Shield, that was, I mean, I know you talked about him the other night, but sort of like feels that it was on the agenda, but it never really went that far. I'm interested to see if he's, yeah, like where he plays under Brad Scott. I'm going to talk about him maybe in the awards. Oh, okay. Nice. Marbior goes to um, Hawthorne. Jeez, I'm going to laugh if he ends up playing twos because Gunston's playing. Anyway, I don't think that'll that'll happen. They've given him a four-year deal. With a trigger for a fifth? For a fifth, yeah. He must be on not much cash. Yeah, it's good good tenure though. He must be on less than five. Jeez, if he's getting two mil straight up at Hawks, that's good business for, for Marbs. Well, you can't look at it like that though because it's four years. Yeah, but it's, uh, you're saying it, it 500. Yeah, 500 is not much. If Marby or Charles on $500,000... Hang on, you want an 800 for Ben Mackay? He's an AFL player. Marby or Charles spent all the year in the twos, couldn't get a game ahead of Levi Casbolt. Not all the year, and he had a good first year for the Suns. He did have a good first year. I like what he can do as his upside. But he's he, got upside. He, if he's getting four years, it, it shouldn't be more than $2 million for that contract. I, no, I, he, said, I said he'd be on less than five. Sorry, that, yeah, we're well, getting back to that. Then that's... He should be. Gresham's on much more than that. He lands at the Bombers. Uh, there was man. a weight on Gresham, wasn't there? Because they yeah. had to... I think it was initially a four or five-year offer from the Bombers, but he ended up getting three. Yep. Less tenure, more cash to trigger that end-of-first-round compo. That was... Uh, Brought back some memories of the Danaher deal. My man Arazio. Oh, you got him to the Giants. Yeah, he's not confirmed yet, but he'll go there. Uh, Himmelberg didn't end up going. Mm. So I reckon he'll go at the end of next year. He's got one year left on his deal, I think. I, I can see where the Crows you know, couldn't land Petty. They kept Himmelberg on the list for depth. Yeah. And he could play. He couldn't end up playing. Ginnivan was... Very late. One of the big stories in the end. Yeah. Without the, without the Ginnivan news, it would have been... a. Bloody boring trade period. Well, after Adams and Grundy, wasn't it? Like, and yep. Schultz was done with 72 hours left. Jeez, Ginnivan gave us something to talk about in the last few days. And everyone will be happy to know that my man Dusty, my man Dusty, straight onto the whiteboard for 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you're not on Twitter. <laughs> Can we just cut that bit of audio? I've got to hold on. I've got Just let me hold on to it. He will finish his career at the Gold Coast Suns playing. What if he plays till he's 38 and he moves in 2029? He will finish his career at the Gold Coast Suns. You heard it here first. Or maybe seventh. So you are looking currently down, a, down the barrel of a camel we've got set up in the corner of a rooftop bar. Yep. I'm keeping you on. Who else? We've got, got the other one. So over there. Sean Darcy, you were hot on this early. Yeah. So he goes into next year. Does he re-sign before round agent? No. No way. No way. There's so much positivity around the Dockers that he will. They can be as positive as they want. Why would he re-sign? Well, he's bad body. Like, he hasn't played a full season in a while. Yeah. Oh, so you think it's... 
well, he gets we'll offered get, a long-term deal, take it because we don't know what, what 2024 is going yeah, but he's a better player than Duda. No, no, but in terms of the body stuff. No, 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 I understand the comparison, but like, surely you back yourself in at some point. Mm. Elliot Yo. Yippee. It was sort of now or never, do you feel, with him? I thought so, yeah. Gold Coast were having a good look at him. Gold Coast were? Yeah. Right. And Sydney. I'll put Taron Thomas up there. Taron. Jesus is a big six months for him, heading into the off-season now, start first half of next year. What's his contract if again? He, he's out of contract at the end of 24, so he's got a year Right, run. so he's got a year. Okay, so it's a massive If year. he hasn't re-signed by midway through next year, he's leaving. Okay. Nick Haynes. Just, sorry, can I just ask you on Thomas? Yeah. What What will help him sign? As in, like, is has he got the leverage here? Is it more like, I want to see if North are actually going to improve and win games? Or is the leverage actually with the club because hey we could have sacked you so many times, we've we've saved you, we've helped you rehabilitate from it's your good, problems. It's a good quit. I reckon he's got the leverage heading right. into next yeah, year. Yeah, I, I sort of feel like that too. He had a good end of the season. He, as long as he doesn't hot. stuff up again off field, and I mean that I'm not trying to be flippant when I say that. As long as he doesn't do that, you would feel like he's going to have suitors, wouldn't you? Oh, for sure. We because he he's not conversation with Brad Scott. I don't think he's got the Dugowie talent. But his best isn't far off, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't think he's going to bulldoze a game like Dugowie does, but he's, no, he's got the potential he's... to win a BNF and be an All-Australian. Yeah, agree with that. Agree. Sorry, go on, Haynes. Nick Haynes, there was, I think the Dogs and the Roos were sort of the two that asked the question, but he wants to stay at the Giants and win a flag. I think Nick Haynes' biggest fear right now is if the Giants win a flag, having been there from the start, if I'm not part of it, they'll haunt me for the rest of my life. I'm not sure he can... He'd need an injury, wouldn't he, to be in that team? He's an All-Australian at his best, I think. Oh, no, freak at his best. Freak. Mm. Brandon Parfitt was left field from me, but he's a premiership player, and he wasn't getting a game in the midway point of the year. He's out of contract at the end of 24. I think if he doesn't play, Cubs might ask the question. Are we doing the worsties? The worst for the whiteboard? We'll keep that for the awards. Okay. Harley Reid. My man. Your final chance. My man. We're good friends now. Good friends. Insta follow? Well, yeah, I'm not on... Oh, that's right. Social media, dickhead. Well, I'm just trying to think how you keep in contact with Harley. We're t- t- soulfully. Telepathically. You put on the agenda early in the year that he w- didn't want to go to the Eagles. Fact. And then you told us three weeks ago, two weeks ago, that the Eagles won't take him if they keep pick one. Also true. Do you have... Here's your chance... With a whole state and a town of Tong, whole state of WA and the whole town of Tongala listening, do you want to opt out of either of those takes? I would like to, at this time, utilise my Fifth Amendment right. Is that a line from a movie? It's an amendment in the Constitution of the United States where I don't have to answer. Right. Are you, what? Has he watched any movie ever? No. So I'm looking at my as our producer Scotty is. is do like, you know what I did today? How many times would that have been used in a movie? Like a thousand? I had about four hours off before I did my nuts and bolts homework today. Yeah. And I watched the NFL. I watched the the Jaguars Saints game. Hang on. So <laughs> you've just gone through thirty weeks of grinding, mm-hmm. covering footy, and the first week that you have off from watching footy and doing trade, you watch footy. Another kind, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's relaxing. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Ollie Wines. Jeez, you already got him. I was, because... Do you know why? And I don't know if I'm actually I mentioning you, I think you're going to tell me. If Taylor Adams didn't go to Sydney... Yep. I reckon they would have gone harder Ollie Wines. You reckon the Swans would have? Yeah. Is that, is that an exclusive? Uh, well, I haven't said it anywhere else, but... It's more one of those hypotheticals. Did they have the a look reason, Did the, they have a look how, Okay, I'll tell you how I got, I got wind of the uh, Taylor Adams story. Yeah. Was because I think there were clubs inquiring on Ollie Wines. Was Sydney one of those? I think the Pies asked a question as well as the oh, Swans. Oh, boy. Or at least just... This is what we like getting out of the, around. the review show. Yeah. Bailey Smith. Just put him next to Dusty on the whiteboard for next year. Right here, right now, Hawthorne or Geelong, who's in front? Um, right here, right now, Hawthorne or Geelong, who's in front? Oh, I, I'd have... I'd have Collingwood and Essendon neck, neck deep in it as well. Why on earth do Essendon need another midfielder? 
because they don't have very many good ones. Parish, Merritt, they got pick five last year for Sardis. So you've ne- Perkins is coming on. He's a top ten pick. So you've mentioned one good midfielder in that oh, group. You, what 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 has Darcy Parish done to you? No, no, nothing. I just like you talk about him like he's Chris Judd, and he's, he's not Australian. But he's just he's not he's not he's not Chris like he's in it. Zach Merritt's an excellent footballer. Ben Hobbs, I have a first round pick. You're four. massive on Hobbs. Go on, mention Durham again. <laughs> well, I'm talking centre bounce guys. That's um, where Bailey Smith wants to play. Yeah, I think Geelong be, would be the most obvious fit. Their midfield, Dangerfield and Guthrie with yeah. their age demographic. Yeah, Bailey. Yeah, Bailey makes sense at Geelong. I yeah. agree. And I, then, I just think put put it this way. I I would be shocked if Bailey Smith has re-signed at the Western Bulldogs by July. And if they don't sign by then, you know, mm. things are moving. I'm with you on that. Logan McDonald. Your man. So, he goes, he, so is he joining? So is it, is it, Jesus Swan's going to be keen Is it Dusty, <laughs> Bailey and Logues? Yeah. On the, on the whiteboard? You've him. Well, if we're going to claim him early. Jesus Swan's going to be keen for his signature in the offseason. Dusty, Baz and Logues. And then what about or, Barass? Or Elmac. No, no, that's Luke McDonald. L- Logues. Uh, Barass, your man Barass. Jeez, I was hot on. I couldn't have been more sure in like round 12 that someone was going to leave a footy club. Yeah. He, given, given he you rang went, the... You went early with it too. Given he rang the Swans and said, would you entertain me? And the Swans were chips in. What do you mean he rang the Swans? Well, his management did. Oh, okay. So well, he might have. be funny if he did. Hello, is that... I'm just looking for John. <laughs> John, Tom Barras, how are you? <laughs> Thought that'd be funnier. Um, do so people actually ring the front office now? Or just go on the inquiries at sydneyswans.com that I email the... As in, like, do people still call the receptionist? Yeah. I don't know. Might try that one day. Call the reception. Yeah. Um, I want to bring something up with you. Might be a bit uncomfortable. I'm just going to read a, a story out of the paper in the last couple of days from Jay Clark and the Herald Sun. Uh, I think I know where you're going here. Trade week contests the relationships between the journo pack and the list management fraternity. The news hounds are always on the hunt for a scoop and spend the fortnight working the phones hard. There's repeat texts, unanswered calls, knockbacks, and social media red herrings. And That's there was fr- true. some frustration which came to the surface in one particular press conference on Wednesday night at Marvel Stadium when a journo asked some pointy questions of a particular club's list manager. Safe to say, the list boss, who had a tricky week, gave the scribe a stare down and a little clip as he left the press pack to ensure his feelings about some of the questioning were made clear. Now, it's been put to me since Jay's story that he's talking about you and Tim Lamb from Melbourne. I have been asked that as well. Okay. By multiple list managers and agents and people around the traps. Would you care to comment? I think or would Jay... You, or would you, well, or would you or like to utilise your Fifth Amendment right? <laughs> <laughs> I would if I remember what you, were, what you said before. Uh, it's been put to me that that is the case. If, if Tim did give a clip, I didn't hear it. He, he, didn't talk, he didn't say it loud enough if he did clip me. Right. So he needs to talk up if he's going to do that. Okay, so nothing was said to you. Not that I heard. Okay. It was... Um, I did ask some, some hard questions, given that everyone at the Demons was adamant that they weren't into Jack Billings as of 6pm Monday night. And then they signed him 46 hours later, given he was overseas, which I'm keen to hear your nuts and bolts how they got a medical done. Yeah, yeah from, I've got that. From no interest to the medical. Speaking of the D's, we should have a conversation just briefly around them and obviously they yeah. had a really big few weeks with Clayton Oliver. We know everything that's happened with Joel Smith and we sort of promised not to go down paths that aren't trade related. But it, it still sort of has has raised some serious questions culturally around where the demons are at and where they're going. Joel, just on Smith, now it makes complete sense why they dug the heels in and didn't even entertain a Harrison Petty conversation when we know that he's complete interest was playing in Adelaide from next year yeah given Joel Smith's a swing man not as big and important as Harrison Petty but they play a similar role yeah I guess they do yeah different different sort of players but I guess different, yeah they but they can be utilised in a similar yeah. similar manner yeah do you, do you do you see much change in in Melbourne over the next three to five years that medium term list strategy or do you think they're just still Hell for leather at believing they've got the right group now. Well, I think when you sign Oliver and Petrarca and Gorn to an extension and even Lever they've extended, um, 
when you commit to those guys as hard as you do, I think you've got to be all in, don't you? Yep. You think otherwise? No, no, I agree. Yeah, I just, I, I just think they're going to run into similar problems late next year. I think there'll be another top four side that will just struggle to kick winning scores when it push comes to shove because they don't have the they don't have the players in the in the forward fifty. So they went and got McAdam in that part of the ground. They yeah, kept Petty, who's yeah. only scratched the surface as a forward and, and has shown good signs. Yeah, I mean, we just don't know about Petty. I know you, I'm not going to have this argument with you again, but we just don't we just don't know. So you don't think they did enough this off season to take that next step? No, personally, no, I don't. Yeah, I'm worried for their midfield depth if they get an injury in there, given Dunson Harms and Jordan went out, Billings comes in. Yeah. And, as you've said a few times, what's happening with Clayton Oliver? Yeah, that's right. I mean, we just don't know... We don't know what 24 is going to look like for him. I mean, he had a really difficult year for many reasons. The club considered trading him very quietly midway through the year. Midway through the year. Yep. And then, you know... So when the hamstring injuries were happening? Yep. And then came to the conclusion that, no, that, you know... They didn't fully invested in him and they wanted to make it work and then the whole postseason stuff happened with turning up late and not in good condition to the, the medical uh, sorry, the medical the review. Mm. Um being given a dressing down by Simon Goodwin and So I think I think he's just you just have to put an asterisk next to his name at the moment because we just don't know which Clayton Oliver's gonna turn up pre season and then, you know, round one of, of next year. Huge year for him. Oh, absolutely. And Let's hope he's over those hamstring injuries and you get back to his best because he's a top five player in the comp when he is at his best. Sydney. Yep. Go hard. Didn't have a big off-season last year. They got belted in the grand final, but they've changed that around this year. Grundy, Adams, and then two premiership players, Hamling and Jordan. Yeah. I mean, Hamling probably back up, but Jordan, Jordan you'd think would be a starting 23 player. Starting 22 player, I should say. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like... You know, horse John Longmire is not a guy that stays stagnant too long. You know, just sort of people in the industry talk about him as a shark that like he's he's got to keep moving forward or he or he dies. You know, like no going back. And so it it doesn't surprise me that they only kind of they've barely spent any time regenerating or rebuilding towards the bottom of the ladder. I mean, they just keep playing finals. Even this year, how many times did we write them off as being gone? Yeah, and they they nearly beat. They nearly beat Carlton. Probably should have in the end. Probably should have in the end. Um, and so, you know, they've they've been spruiking their young midfield for two years now. I think the Mills thing really pissed off a lot of people high up at Sydney. I know it was an accident, but it was still cause annoyance. And so, you know, to go and get the vice-captain from the reigning premiers mm. and then two other premiership players, albeit as, as backup, plus a two-time All-Australian Ruckman to go straight in there, I, I think... Sydney be disappointed with anything other than a grand final. Perf- I'm with you. On grand that. final performance next year. I'm just keen to unpack the horse stuff. So we see him as a public figure, pretty calm and measured in press conferences. Do you yeah. think what happens behind the scenes with horse is different to the the, the side that we see and the, the fans see in the public? I reckon he's very similar to Damien Hardwick, and that is, I reckon, publicly very refined and very intelligent. Knows when to say certain things publicly and not. But I reckon behind the scenes, he, he drives people as, as hard as anyone, which is mm. what have, has made them both successful premiership coaches. So uh, I think Horse will be absolutely desperate before the end of his next contract, which could be his final one at Sydney, let's be honest, to win one more. And you think that's part of it, the fact that it could be his last contract? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So he's looking at this like all in now. Well, no, but I think it's not, it's not like it's just him. I think... You know, your Tom Harleys and your Charlie Gardners would agree that when you've got a coach at this part of his career and they've got a list like they do, you know, why not just throw caution in the wind and let's go get a couple of starting players that, who knows, maybe Adams and Grundy are both past their prime. We don't know. Mm. Maybe they've both got one more year to eke out. Maybe they've got more. I'm bullish on Grundy. He's basically had 18 I'm, months off. I'm not as sure, yeah. He hasn't been, been banged up. It's been a while since he's played high-level footy at... In the AFL, though. Oh, it is. It's hard to just turn the light switch back on. Liam Jones did it all right. Um, yeah, that's true. That was just the first thought that came to mind. No, no, that's a, that's a very reasonable rebuttal. I can't wait for Gorn and Grundy next year. Yeah, it'd be Sydney good. Collingwood, yeah, uh, yeah, Sydney yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. And it, it sounds like Sydney Collingwood will be a, um, will be round one next year, too. So mm. it could be 
could be Grundy looking to prove his old old side wrong again because yeah. <laughs> he did it alright against yeah. on Queen's birthday didn't he I think he kicked a goal and oh we might get to that in the awards really okay should we get into nuts and bolts yep you've got two don't you so should I go first you start split it in half I reckon that that, that sounds about right Lockie Schultz wow I'm excited so I picked up out of the VFL Williamstown to Fremantle who are massive on him jeez he's, he's He's had a pretty good career for a guy plucked out of the VFL as a late pick. Fast forward to 2020. He's still listed at the end of that season when he was moved to the rookie list. Remember they brought that window in when COVID lists got shortened? Yeah. And you could move players from your senior list to your rookie list and they became free agents the rest of the comp for yeah. three or four days? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I do, wow. Forget that. And he inquired, actually, or his management did a bit with the Giants at the time, given his housemate, Jesse Hogan, was moving from Freo to the Giants in that offseason. Schultz inquired as to whether the, the Giants would look at him and they didn't really go that hard on it and he's since turned out to be one of the better small forwards in the competition who knows he may have gone back to Victoria in the end but the Giants were put uh, the question to them around around Lockie Schultz the year later top 10 in the BNF plays 20 games Hawthorne offers him a three year deal at the end of 2021 he knocks that back to sign two years at Fremantle given the commitment they showed in him they took the chance on him he signs a two year deal for 2022 and 2023. That's a nice loyalty. With a trigger for 24. Okay. 2022, he kicks 30 goals, goes home in the off-season and thinks the Victorian lifestyle would suit him given he and his partner are from this side of the world and that he sort of thinks, geez, have I signed that contract too early at the Dockers? Should I have actually gone to the Hawks when they offered me that deal? But he goes back to the Dockers as he is contracted to do in 2023 and he's probably the first player in history at the start of this year, 2023, that doesn't really want to hit his contract trigger. Yeah. Hoping that maybe I can become a free agent at the end of the year. Given he's been delisted previously, it means every time he's out of contract, he's a free agent for life. He does which end is, up... Which is one of those little little rules that people forget about, isn't it? Yeah. Micro Mitch style. James Jordan is one of those. Do you refer to himself as Micro Mitch? Joel Hamling is one of those. That's extraordinary behaviour. Joel Hamling hasn't spent eight years at the Dockers, but he was a free agent this year because he was delisted previously in another life. The Dockers tried to re-sign him, given how important he is to this side. He's their second most important forward this year behind Jai Amos. They spent all year in the first half of the season trying to fix that trigger, given it wasn't massive cash. Don't don't forget, he signed that contract when he wasn't as established as he is now. Yeah. The trigger for 24 wasn't massive coin. The Dockers were in his ear, in his ear all year to try and go go to forward with, with bigger money and basically amend that, that trigger for a better contract. Yeah. Dockers think they're close, then they don't get close, and then they sort of think eventually that... Come in, boys. It's fine. We're getting a few locals here. We, are, the, a, we are a pub the in, in the middle of Richmond. It's not like we can take the whole rooftop. <laughs> uh, Dockers announced the trigger that he's hit for 2024. Yep. Clubs have inquired. Hawthorne, the Dogs. I think the Giants had a little nibble given they thought there was interest there, the Hogan connection. Collingwood was one of those sides as well during the year that showed some interest. And most clubs sort of thought, we'll explore this in either 24 when he becomes a free agent. Yep. So, fast forward to grand final week this year, the Pies win the flag. Then they learn a few days later that Tom Duda has chosen Brisbane. The Pies yep. had sent, set aside good money for him. Yep. Six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars $700,000 a season. And then Adams goes to Sydney, opens up, you know, five or $600,000 a season. So, you reckon that, that changes that changes things quite so significantly? Off the back of the Adams and Duda decision, the Pies go harder for Lockie Schultz. But they still would have had a crack at Adam's stayed, you reckon? Uh, potentially. Yeah. Because he still probably he plays more as a permanent small forward rather than like a push-up into the mid. Yeah. Which is what he's likely to play now. Yeah. Yep. But Duda and, and Adams not ending up at the pies crystallises their decision. Is it funny how things like, you know, Duda leaving Adelaide yeah. influences Schultz on the other side of the country yeah. potentially coming to Collingwood or not? Yeah. Yeah. Best and fairest day on the Friday, so six days after the premiership. The Pies are going hard to Jason Dover, Lockie Schultz's manager, about an uh, inquiry. Lockie finds his way into the Collingwood gym on the Sunday afternoon. So this is eight days after... Into the gym? Eight days after the premiership. Lockie Just Schultz does a tour of Collingwood. Now, there is seven I ways... I love, I love when I hear does a tour. I love this. There's seven ways in and out of Collingwood. Are, are you being like legit? There's, there's not six, there's not eight, there's seven. If so, have if you got I, all seven? If I had a dollar for every hour I've spent at Collingwood over the last 10 years trying to find people in and out of the club... What are the seven entries? Have you got them specifically named? 
not specifically named. I, I do like to Google map them when we send them to cameramen and try and work all those things out for doorstops and things like that. Amazing. He went through the car, the staff car park, that one on the back. At the back, off, uh, off not Brunton, um, Batman. Batman Avenue there. That goes onto the freeway. Yeah. So he went in there. Mm. It's the smarter way out or in and out there because it's... Sunday there's Arbor, le- there's not much happening. There's le- less likely people are going to see. And people are zooming past, so you but can't... Yeah, people are zooming. Unless, hey, you get, unless you get done by people running on the other side of the track. Yeah. Put the hoodie on, probably. Right. So he goes in there and meets Graham Wright and Craig McRae on the Sunday afternoon. Calls his manager and says, I want to be a pie that afternoon. Wow. The pies say we're willing to commit our future first round pick or a first round pick for him. Given they're in the window now, it's time to go. Then Monday morning, Lockie Schultz calls David Walls first. List manager at Fremantle. Yep. Then the coach. Son of Robert. Yes. Then the coach, Justin Longmuir. Then it leaks out in the media. Who leaked it? Uh, We put it out there. Uh, (laughs) Then he calls... Who's we? Channel 7. No, I'm saying who leaked it to Me. the media, I wonder. Oh. You didn't leak it to yourself. I uh, no comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> then he calls Peter Bell and Simon Garlic, head of footy and the CEO at the Dockers, and requests a trade formally. Um, and the Dockers, knowing his family situation, he and his partner having a requirement to live in Victoria, Yep. open to the trade, the Pies put forward their first round pick and the rest is history, he gets traded. And now he's in he's very good. Well he's done. in Kenya. I'm sorry, what? He's currently in Kenya. He found out he was traded while he's on safari with his partner in Kenya. Lockie Schultz is on safari in Kenya at the yes. moment. As I've told you on this show multiple times, it always comes back to the partner in these trades. Remember how people were shitty with Ollie Wines when he did his shoulder wakeboarding? Yeah. Mm. Well, like with all the Tigers and the lions <laughs> and the elephants and come on, <laughs> but safari's dangerous. Yeah, you know hard it is to get travel insurance to go on safari. Is it? Yeah, I might look into that. No, if I was Collingwood, I'd be like, "Can you come back asap, please?" <laughs> He's in Kenya. <laughs> He's in Kenya. Very good. Um, all right, I want to do one of the uh, the smaller fish or seen as one of the more offbeat stories of the trade period, and that's Jack Billings, mm-hmm. someone who you um, talked about a few days out. So I'll just. Briefly go through his history so because people do forget about Jack Billings and then I'll talk specifics. So pick three in the 2013 draft, bursts onto the scene, plays 16 times in his first season for only one win. So he one wins win. only one game of those 16. Polls his first Brownlow vote in his 10th game, has 25 and kicks three in a losing team against West Coast. Kicks 15 goals in his first year as a as a mid half forward. 15 goals in 16 games for first season. So the the Saints are. At this stage, wrapped. They think that they've nailed their pick three. Um, he's a bit of a hybrid. He's a good kick. He's a 10 out of 10 person off the field. And then his second year is when the injuries start. So 2015 and 16, um, significantly impacted by shin and ankle injuries. Um, after getting over those injuries, then gets back to footy. And in 2018, the first half, really hits a form slump. Can't really fit into the team. Doesn't know what his position is. Ends up getting dropped dropped for the first time in a long time plays one game in the twos for Sandringham has 54 disposals 54 <laughs> yeah Tom Mitchell style <laughs> and then comes straight back in I'm not sure he ever played VFL that year or certainly didn't play that year again um, at this stage signs a pretty lucrative contract that takes him up to 2021 which is free agency Saints are sort of building and building gets to 2021 he's on significantly um, good money and looks around in free agency and no one is offering that sort of money at that stage particularly given his injury profile as well and so the Saints end up cashing in offering him a four year deal at half a million dollars a season is that still overs for a guy that didn't have a lot of interest elsewhere no I think well he ended up taking a pay cut yeah but still generous I think the Billings camp weren't that happy with the deal right but St Kilda of the opinion well if you can get more elsewhere you know good luck yeah okay but St Kilda were also going through that period where they were paying a lot of money to blokes on potential mm. rather than blokes who necessarily deserved it. So they thought it was a fair and reasonable deal. Anyway, he signed it. Um, since then, he's just had more yeah. troubles with injury. And get to the end of last year, and he has, I think it was called, I looked it up from a, a doctor, a back uh, dendectomy or didectomy? Going through my notes here. See if I can find it. Uh, yeah, a back didectomy. So 
back surgery, end of 2002, midway through September. He's out for 14 weeks. Off the back of that, because of the back surgery, ends up tweaking both hamstrings in his yeah. recovery. He just can't really get back on the park. So misses all of preseason going into this year. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't play his first game for Ross Lyon isn't until round 17. 17? Is that right? Of this year. Wow. Yeah, didn't see him for a long, long time. Um, ends up having a really good game. So he has 18 disposals, kicks one goal one, breaks his thumb late, misses the next week. Um, it was a, a game where uh, St Kilda were actually walking wounded uh, at the end of that game against Melbourne. They only had one rotation left on the bench. Yeah. Billings ends up missing the next game, uh, plays two more, was quite relatively quiet in his last two games for St Kilda. And then in his exit um, review, his exit meeting with Dave Misson and, and Ross Lyon, He's got two years left on his contract, and the message was pretty clear. Look, Jack, we love you as a person. A-plus human. We know, we know you've had your, your body issues. We're not absolutely sure you're in our best team. You know, Ross is trying to develop a game that's um, very much, as, as you can see with the team they're building, um, pace and drive and... Frenetic. It's fr- like frenetic from, from both ends. They really wanted to turn the ball over and move it quickly from halfback. We're starting to get into air raid De- sirens here, Scotty. Henry and Dow on the hook at this stage too. Yeah, that's right. And so the message was, if you want to stay, we'd love you to stay, but you'll be fighting for your place. Um, otherwise, we won't be offended if you if you look around elsewhere. So at this stage, and you talked about this a little bit, Jack's already got a trip plan- planned with his fiancée um, through Europe. And so Paul Connors... Always comes back to the partner. Paul, Paul, Paul Connors, his manager, decides to get an independent doctor before he flies out ah. to do a medical which would be made available to anyone who asks. I already did this with Jenkins too, Josh Jenkins, before right. he went to New York and the Cats traded I spoke him. to a few managers about this over the last couple of days. So it's very, very rare that you'd get an independent to do medical because the clubs like doing their own, but sometimes you have to do what needs to be done because when players are away, sometimes like they can get a doctor over to the Coliseum in Rome to just do a quick quick medical. You could do a little... Would you pay for their entry if they came into the Coliseum? <laughs> that a bit of a nature. been to the Coliseum? It's beautiful. I have, yeah. yeah it's great. Um... And so it was relatively late in the trade period where Tim Lamb and the Demons express How interest. Late? Um, I think it was it was certainly before the last week. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, so you're onto something. <laughs> um, Simon Goodwin actually rings Jack while he's in Rome um, early in the last week of the trade period. Right. And says, you know, we, we think you've got a real future here, and you're only 28, and you know your your, your best footy has shown that he's he's he's, he's absolutely elite at the, at the highest level. We've got some changes in our midfield depth, and and we see you as that guy that um, we've really struggled to um, have that connection piece between midfield and, and forward. They know that they, they can't just sit it on people's heads like Carlton potentially can, who have Mackay and, and Kerno. Um, Melbourne wants someone who can deliver it, and I think anyone who's watched Jack play knows that he can be that person. Um, kicking inside 50 So that was a conversation That was had between Goodwin and Billings And then it really came down to money um, Collingwood had a sniff around Billings GWS already has, uh, had, had a sniff Geelong also asked the question But at this stage Melbourne had already put their noses in front Geelong would have made a lot of sense Yep um, And Melbourne were, were willing to pay Um Sorry, St Kilda were willing to pay a significant portion of his half a million dollar a year contract. And that's why you saw a future third go back in the end. I think a lot of St Kilda fans were surprised that they got that much for him. Yeah. Given his injury history and he has barely played much football in the last 18 months. It would have been a pick 100 if Melbourne took on the most of that deal. That's right. But um, So it ends up being one of those deals where St Kilda feel like they haven't lost that much because they weren't sure whether he was going to be in their best 22. And Melbourne think they've got a potential steal. As a 28-year-old who could have five years left in his, in his career, um, they're you know, paying him less than $300,000 yeah. a season, which you know, is way, way under what the average AFL player makes. Um, it was seen as a win-win, and um, Jack's confident in his body that he can be ready for pre-season, and... He's as diligent as anyone when it comes to preparation. So he just needs a good run at it. Um, but the feeling from people I spoke to at Melbourne in the last 48 hours is that if he's able to have a full preseason, they think he's a starting 18 player. Not not just a guy that's on the fringe of of, um, of playing in the ones, but a guy who can actually make a real difference for him. Yeah, nice. And that's Billings. Like it. 
I'll shoot through this because he's not a household name, but I did fall in love with him in the last week of trade period. Brandon Ryan. Oh, I like it. No, no, he's no, no, please. You, you take your time here. So his draft year of 2015, he wasn't even on the radar of anyone. Wasn't even playing Geelong Falcons in the NAB League or, or the TSC Cup. Playing local footy for Bowen Heads, which is Bowen not even Heads. the best in the best league in Geelong. Is it Div 2 or? It's like the BFL. It, so how does it end up working Geelong down Geelong Footy Geelong? League is the best league. Yep. Ballerine Footy League is the second. Okay. And then Geelong District is the third. So I this guess. is Ballerine. Ballerine. So yep. he's in the middle, but playing as a 19 year old in Colts Footy. So not even sort of knocking down the door of. And I assume playing as a ruck at that size? Oh, to be honest, I, I didn't. <laughs> you, uh, you didn't go through I the stats of the, right Bell- the Ballerine. <laughs> 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 I thought. Sorry, I thought I was talking to Micro for a second. <laughs> um. Then, as a 20-year-old, he signs with Geelong West in the league above. Yep. Still playing local footy. Impresses enough to win a contract at VFL level with North Melbourne into uh, 2018 and 19. But injury means he doesn't play a game. Then 2020, In the VFL, doesn't play a game. Doesn't play a game. Okay. He's on North Melbourne's VFL list yep. as a local footballer with the ability to play VFL. 2018-19, doesn't play injury. 2020 comes around. COVID wiped out. Goes back to local footy for Maribyrnong Park. Wow. In the wow. Essendon District Footy League. Side note, the well, same club side note. where Brody Mychek started his career when he moved from Tassie. Okay. Before he played Werribee in Port Melbourne and ultimately got drafted, is now a Premiership player. Brody Holland had previously coached Maribyrnong Park. Start of this year, gets the job at Northern Bull Ants in the VFL. When he was coaching at the local club, he coached Luke Ryan, Fremantle All Australian, yeah, star. star of the footy club, yeah. Brandon Ryan's cousin. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. So, did you know before this that he was I did, Luke yeah. Ryan's cousin? It was sort of spoken about when he got picked up. But, oh, okay. Um, so he knows the Ryan. I'll go back to sleep. <laughs> no, he knows the Ryan connection. Plays his first, having been on the VFL list in North Melbourne, basically five years ago. Plays his first VFL game as a 25-year-old in 2023. Brisbane showed interest at the mid-season draft, but they didn't have a pick. Hawthorne take him with the third last pick no, of the mid-season got draft. Got Hawthorne's got second pick. Scotty's just uh, getting us a beer. Plays three games in his first year or his last six months at, at Hawthorne, given his time mid-season. Kicks three goals in that upset win at the G. Yeah, I was there. And I, I was actually I can I, I can put up my hand up and put my hand up and say my research assistant Dan, who I've <laughs> spoken about before, was a mad yeah. hawk. Um, was saying oh, I reckon Brandon Ryan will kick a goal today. And I looked at him and went, who? Little same game multi who's, who's Brandon Ryan? <laughs> what? He's like, he's this big guy we picked up in the mid-season draft. I was like, I've never heard of him before. Is, don't you think you should probably know that? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I probably should. <laughs> anyway, he but three. To be fair, you have been honest in saying you don't give two hoots about the mid-season draft. I am, yeah, I'm more likely to be watching repeat episodes of The Sopranos when that's on. Whereas I love the mid-season draft. <laughs> I know. End of 2023, his first six months at the Hawthorne Footy Club, he signs a one-year deal for 2024. Right. He's heading into his off-season. He's expecting, oh, it's great. I've got a full 12-month contract extension as a 26-year-old. Great result. At an AFL footy club. Massive. Ten years ago, I was playing Colts footy for Bowen Heads in Geelong. Amazing. Before I signed for Geelong West. Then his manager calls him. Who's his manager? Tim Hazel. Yep. Who also man, manages Tim Tom Fulton. So Tom Fulton, stuck behind Danaher and Hipwood at the Lions, moves from the Lions to Melbourne. And then... Tim Hazel gets a call from Brisbane saying, what about your man, Brendan Ryan, who's got a 12-month contract at Hawthorne? And you think, that's weird. Like, they've still got Gunston, Hipwood, Danaher. Why do they need Brendan Ryan? He then learns that Gunston wants out back to Hawthorne. So the Lions have done their due diligence looking at Hawthorne's list and thinking, well, if Gunston goes back, Brendan Ryan is no chance of getting a game given they've committed to Chole. And Mitch Lewis is a star, emerging star of the competition. Brisbane do their due diligence on Brandon Ryan. Now, he flies up to Brisbane last week. There's a bit of conjecture. Was he flying up to meet his uncle? Was he flying up to meet the Lions? I think he did both. I'm curious no, as to... No partner involved here that you can... Not that I'm aware of. I haven't gone down the partner path. Uh, okay, right. One. It's rare for you. He meets Brisbane at their new Springfield base last Sunday. Yep. So, four days before the deadline, he's meeting Brisbane for the first time. He meets Chris Fagan, the coach, Danny Daly, the head of footy. And head of player welfare, Andrew Crowell at Springfield. They give him a tour of their new facility, which, having been up there in grand final week, is elite. It's amazing. Yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere, but it is amazing. Yeah. Beautiful spot. Train station out there. Probably the second best spot behind beautiful, Sydney. Beautiful spot. I was there in grand... It's a, it's 
It's a lovely, it's a lovely vibe. It's a six-hour Concorde flight to get there. The breakfast wrap I got in the cafe just was amazing. The day I was there, Grand Final week. You're kidding yourself. We, this is nuts and bolts. Right. Uh, so everything just becomes better in nuts and bolts. Yes. Right. Uh, Hawthorne needing assets for Gunson and Chole deals. Publicly, they're saying they won't trade this guy, given they've picked him up in the mid-season. Privately, they're open to it. Brisbane say, we won't trade Gunson unless we get Ryan. That was specifically said. Yep. Right. Wow. And then, on the last day of trade period, Gunson and Ryan swap homes. He gets a two-year deal with a trigger at the Brisbane Lions footy club. Trigger for a third. Trigger for a third so year. He, so he's potentially locked himself in for an extra two more years. Well, definitely two years. No, oh, no but two more, yeah, because yep. he had one at Hawthorne. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So it's good security for good a guy security. who's basically barely played. And he's gone from basically being fourth in line at the Hawks to third in line now behind Danaher and Hipwood at the Lions. Yeah. And prob- yeah. And Fort- Darcy Fort's there, but more of a ruck forward. Um, yeah. Now Brandon Ryan's... Well done. And over football. Before we move off nuts and bolts, I just want to play this quickly from, just quickly, Jack Ginnivan, when I spoke to him yesterday at Hawthorne as his first day as a Hawk. Yeah, get off the plane and um, go to Sam's in the morning and, um, yeah, catch up with him and, um, yeah, go through the nuts and bolts and then ultimately me and my manager sit down and see if it's the right fit. And So between mixing his, as the ice goes into yeah, the Well, you uh, need ice bar, at a pub. He's mixing his time between Mooney Valley <laughs> he's also listening to tradies. I think he's a big nuts and bolts fan. Jack Inovan after that. Well, it, it be the only the only pod that talks about nuts and bolts. Yes, have so to be. It's uh, it's hot on his mind. Imagine if he actually did. That would be quite funny. <laughs> Imagine if he was like sneakily a huge tradies guy. Of the eight hundred and fifty players in the comp, I'd have Jack Inovan in the lower quartile of players that would be most likely to listen to this show. <laughs> actually, there's a good there's a good overs unders for us. Of the eight hundred and fifty players in the comp, how many of them listen to tradies? <laughs> <laughs> three Cl- Closest to without going over <laughs> Three? Okay, I'll say eight <laughs> Hope Logan McDonald listens next year No, no, Logs Logs, sorry, yes Logs, come on <laughs> we're, we're on nickname basis Okay, are we getting to the, to the awards? Yep Or have we got more for us? No, that's it Okay It's now time for the Tradies Awards You have been waiting for that for too long. It's big. It, this is this is this is really significant. This is going to take our, our pod to the next level. This is, is going to help the us sort win of the podcast shit that gets us into the podcast finals. I'm telling you, it's this. <laughs> okay, so our first award, the Ron Burgundy Award. I immediately regret this decision. So, pretty self-explanatory by Ron, who's jumping into the bear cage. I immediately regret this decision. Which club do you think will? Regret its decision I've changed the rules You can do that I've gone for one club And two players Okay Club is Fremantle Not digging in hard enough On Liam Henry What they should have done Is get Hawthorne involved And got Hawthorne A threat in the preseason draft The Saints gave up Bugger all for Liam Henry And the Dockers Severely lost that deal They got basically A future second round pick Which will end up being A pick 35-ish In the draft next year Way unders for Liam Henry They should have been More creative The Dockers And tried to get Other parties involved To drive his value up they didn't. Jordan Sweet. Did he know that Ivan Soldo was coming in? Don't know. But he is a Ron Burgundy Award contender. And then Essendon. St Kilda sniffed around Dylan Shield. In six months' time, they might regret not letting him go and getting some of his cash off their books. So, I love it. Just to let you know for future reference, that the concept of an award is that it usually goes to one person or party. Because I've got nominees. Yeah. No, there's nominee. no nominees. No, it's just fi- you're finalists. Well, we're going to split it three ways in my world. Okay, the, <laughs> Mitch is giving. <laughs> Mitch is going to be like uh, Lindsay Lohan from Mean Girls when she she gets the crown, and she now you haven't seen that movie either. Okay, Essendon have that many midfielders. Not have any good well, ones though. Dylan Shield is a is a good. He's a clearly in Essendon's best side. Dylan Shield was when he's a very fit. Dylan Shield was a very good midfielder, but he's thirty now. And we, he's, since the off-season, he's had knee and now another foot surgery. I just think that with their midfield depth, it would have been a smarter play to let him okay. go. Uh, my Ron Burgundy goes to Collingwood. Yep. I think they'll regret letting go of Ginevan for what they did. Right. Yep. I think they should have held on to him. Would have dug in and kept him there on the contract for a year, offered him an, an extension of, an, of another one, or 
made Hawthorne cough up a lot more. When Schultz come in, it was he was he would never have extended though, would he? Don't know, but he's got a year left. Mm. Okay, the get out award. The get out award for the club who basically tells another club to get out and just says no ridiculously for a potential deal. I'll go first, given you went first last time. Yeah, easy one for me, Essendon. Did you have to think too hard about that? There is a reason why Essendon have, in the last two decades, had the reputation for being the hardest to deal with. Because they say no to dumb things. Like saying no to Hawthorne for pick 63, for Massimo D'Ambrosio. Why? Well, they got pick 61 in the end. Oh, well, Ooh. good on them for just grinding that little bit further. Like, in Geelong have got, Geelong have got the reputation for being the easiest to deal with. Which one's winning flags? Which one's struggling to win finals? Geelong after this year. Well, maybe not this year, but you know what I mean. Historically, the last last couple of decades under Stephen Wells. This is not part of the awards, but who's going to take Adrian Dodoro's title as the hardest to deal with now that he's leaving from <coughs> his full-time yeah, it's a head great, of It's least. a great question. I mean, Freo are hard to deal with. It could be Peter Bell. Which is let Liam Henry walk pretty easily. Yeah, that's a good point. Mine uh, is you'll get out. the Jacob Kaczynski deal. Hawthorne asking for way too much too early. Yeah. They got picked 49 well, in the end. They picked 25. Wow. Yeah, they got pick 49 in them, which... When they liked it, oh, well, mobile key defenders are... Uh, sorry, mobile key forwards are hard to come across. It's like, yeah, when they were already, playing in the twos. When they committed to Chole and Gunson as well. Mm. Yep. Uh, the Coach Taylor, most inspired trade award. Expect you boys to play football. Yes, Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Brandon Ryan, we just heard about it in Nuts and Bolts. The Lions knew Gunson want to go to the Hawks, so they went, all right, who can we get out of the Hawks? They went and got Brandon Ryan. Brandon Ryan is also my uh, Coach Taylor most inspired Jeez, I hope this guy gets a kick next year. Yeah, otherwise we're really <laughs> going to look stupid. We should give... We're going to have to send Brandon something now. Mm. If, they, if, they, if we both nominate the same player or the same deal, the same club, they have to go into... So, so Brandon Ryan, after today, is officially in the Tradies Hall of Fame. Yep. He's the first, he's the first uh, entrant, the first inductee to the Tradies Hall of Fame. And I do applaud the maturity of both sides in letting that happen. It was just a very smooth... I don't applaud Hawthorne for it, but yeah, sure. And the final award for season one of Tradies is the Sarah Marshall Award. Oh, I'm out of snow. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. No, no drinks for me, thanks. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. This is from June 9. Sam Goodwin press conference three days before Melbourne played Collingwood in the King's birthday blockbuster. He's coming into a club that really values what he brings to the team and um, you know, he wants to put that on show. He wants, to, he wants to do well on the ruck, he wants to compete well, he wants to win ground ball and, and really you know, propel our team forward and we value that from Brodie and as I said, he's now at a club that, 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 that does value that. Oh no. Twice. Oh no. Twice he mentioned <laughs> it has an age well. He's gone to a club that values him more. Yeah. It was obviously a preconceived message. He wanted to get out in the press conference. Yeah, he got it out twice. Sounded like a clip, didn't it? Brody Grundy played four more games after that. In the finals, Melbourne had Harry Petty injured and actually played well that in that game too. Yeah. Kicked a goal and was one of the differences as to why they beat Collingwood. In the final with their season on the line, Harry Petty was injured, Ben Brown was injured, Jake Malksham was injured. And Jacob Van Royen was suspended, and Brody Grundy was in the grandstand, having met Port Adelaide a couple of days earlier, and no doubt Sydney planning his next career move. Simon Goodwin is my Sarah Marshall Award nominee. Wow, he's had a difficult couple of weeks, Goody. So you've really, you've really, it kicked, it, you've really kicked him. I'm a Simon down. Goodwin fan. It was low hanging fruit. I am a Simon Goodwin fan. It was, it was there to be said. And a quick nomination for Blair Hartley. Day one of trade period saying that we are not trading Ivan Soldo, and they relented. Okay, for me, let's go to the very start of the trade period. North Melbourne. Match it, potentially, if it's not picked through. Oh, definitely, yeah. No, there's, there's no question about that. We, uh, we're not playing funny buggers there. It's, um, you know, if it's, if it's not picked through in the draft, then, uh, yeah, we certainly have matching that offer. There's Brady Rawlings saying <laughs> that they're not playing funny buggers. With, You've been uh, on Brady Rawlings. With Ben Mackay. I think what North Melbourne did with Ben Mackay was the definition of funny buggers. In fact, I, I'm going <laughs> to trademark a board game and call it Funny Buggers. And the faces on the board game are going to be Ben Mackay, Clarko, Brady <laughs> Rawlings, Andrew Dillon, Laura Kane. They're all going to be part of it. 
Adrian Dodoro, Brad Scott. Yeah, Brad, yeah, they, yeah, they, you they can be, Brad Scott. What's that? Did you mention Brad Scott? He's got to be a key part of the board game. But he wasn't playing the game, though. Well, he was the coach of him originally at North and he's his new coach at Essendon. Yeah, no, I don't think... I think it was mainly driven by North. But there might... Strong Sarah Marsha... Sarah, Sarah Marsha? I'll start that again. They're my strong Sarah Marshall nominees and winners. I reckon our Tradies audience will have some strong nominations. So hit us up at Tradies Podcast on TikTok. At Cleary underscore Mitch. Instagram, Twitter. Please. Yeah. I've got, as, you, as, I heard, as you heard earlier, I've got a lot to do, a lot of time this off-season, so I'll, I'll wade through a few of those. And the worst whiteboards. Oh, yes. What should we call them? The worsties? The yeah. whiteies? The worsties. The worsties. Okay, you can nominate mine. And I'll nominate... Oh, yours is easy. You go, Ralph Smith. <laughs> it, was a, it was a low point for the pod. It was at that point that I thought the pod might fail, actually. <laughs> and the people might jump off. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Hugo to send me a, a wine after trying to pump his value I'm up still waiting for him to play. He's the guy with the mullet. The yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you had a pretty good year on the whiteboard. I didn't like it when you stole James Harms and then committed to four clubs, one of which yeah. he, didn't attend, he didn't go to. Yeah, just, yeah, just, just goes to show you can't trust me. <laughs> Nat Fife, I reckon, was on your whiteboard for yeah. three days before he re-signed. Yeah, that was, that was, look, I'd love to sit here and tell you that I was one of the key reasons that he re-signed. <laughs> but I really went hard with the theory of, uh, you know, a club should get him and then Channel 7 should pay some of his contract to come and then he re-signed <laughs> two right. and a half days later. And I was like, oh. Big year for Nat Fife. Why? Well, he's committed to, to a two-year deal. He hasn't played much in the last two or three years. Yeah. And they've, their list really has regressed since mm. they won that final is there something you want to do specifically in tradies season 2 that we didn't get to in season 1 we'd love to hear your thoughts by the way we, we, I'm, I'm genuinely a bit sad that this is our last, is. last step I've loved doing it I've loved all the feedback that we've that we've got it's been great building a little the lunch tradies, was a, lunch was a trades communities the lunch was a real highlight hopefully we can build that and make it bigger and better um, next year but yeah anything that uh the tradies fans going into that offseason can can expect from us, do you think? I want to nail a trade before the trade period. Yeah. Like I, I was hot on brass. I thought that was my my entry for that. Didn't happen in the end. Fell over. So I want to maybe go so down I think that maybe path. one of us should go from the whiteboard to the trade whiteboard mm. before the midpoint of the season. We both have to we both have to give one player yeah. and the club that they're gonna end up at. Yeah. I, like I want it. to um, spend my year next year. Given I helped Ben Mackay get to 800 grand a year, I want to build a, a free agent for next year. You found another one, have you? I've got Jack Henry in my sights at Geelong. Wow. I reckon he's worth... If Ben Mackay's worth 800, Jack Henry's probably worth 900. No, you know... You're Scotty's actually, a Cats fan. So. You're actually just winding me out. Jack Henry is a premiership player. He's had more top you five banner finishes than Ben Mackay. $900,000. If Ben Mackay's worth 800, in the new world with the new salary cap, Maybe we can have the off-season to debate that. I'm going to need another beer if you think Jack Henry's <laughs> worth 900 grand. We're living in a world where Ben Mackay's worth 800. That's a fair, it's a fair point that you make. And I think, just before I sign off on that, and Ben thinks I don't like him, I think he's, in the model, the way the AFL set up for agency compensation, is worth that. Okay. Um, you're off to the States soon, are you? Yeah. When do you leave? Mid-November. I'm going to miss the podcast awards that you're going to represent us at. I'm going. And I've got... I'll do one of those things where I'll write a speech and then if I get up on stage, I'll pretend that I'm so unprepared for this <laughs> that I'll take out a speech. Um, Fresh suit? I'm, I'm, actually, I haven't bought a new suit in a while. I'm thinking, I'm thinking charcoal. Maybe pinstripe? Wow. Yeah. Look forward to getting some photos of okay, that. Okay, so give, give us a quick itinerary to the, for the, the US trip. LA, I'm going to watch LeBron. How good. I did Hang that last it. year. Pardon? I did that last year. Worth it? Remember when I talked about it, I had no idea how many rings he's won? Yeah. <laughs> we both got hammered for that. Yeah. Uh, at, at Staples? Yep. Awesome stadium. Hope he's playing. Awesome stadium. Really good fun. The uh, big bar across the road. Uh, I forget what it's called. Drop your name? It's Yeah, drop my Yeah, yeah. Then I fly to Columbus to watch Ohio State. Awesome. In the college football. College, wow. Then drive to Cleveland to watch an NFL game. Drive from Cleveland to New York, and then I'll spend some time in Boston after that. What's Kate doing? She's working. Oh, jeez. Jeez, that's unfair, Kate. 
Uh, what does your next few months look like? I, I actually have no idea, and I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited. I'll go somewhere at some point. Yeah. Jump in the car and take David somewhere, or okay. jump on a plane somewhere where there's... Bit of sun. Or snow. Oh, yeah. You're a bit of a snowboarder, aren't you? Love snowboarding. Um, thank you to everyone for listening. Thanks so much for supporting our, our first season. We've loved doing it. Uh, I'm already excited for next year. Can't wait for our off-season planning sessions. And uh, just a big thanks to Scotty, our elite producer. Yep. Who makes the show sing every single week. Stays up to 1am every Tuesday night, Wednesday morning to get the show up. Yep. And Dill and Sam and Zach and Baldy and the whole team um, who've just believed in this since day one and have only ever supported us. Nothing's been too hard. Nothing's been too annoying. Um, You know, we wanted to come and do a review show that we didn't plan at the start of the year but we just thought with the momentum that we had at a pub and we got here today and everything's set up and yep. it's just it's awesome being part of such a great team so thanks Trady's family it's been a, f- a fantastic year loved every minute of it and can't wait for next year and if you thought this year's trade period was quiet the names weren't massive next year is going to be epic because of the salary cap going up yeah. I think clubs are going to be going all out next trade let's period. hope it's only a four day trade period not the snooze <laughs> fest that this was thanks everyone We'll see you in 2024. Thank you for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, it would be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share it with your friends. So if you want to get in touch, share feedback, suggestions, or to advertise with one of our podcasts, then simply email hello at com. Thanks for tuning in.